This is the Music Therapy Chronicles podcast interview with AJ, Denny, and Erica Fernandez. It happened organically. It was just like she posted it, and then the next morning she's like, We have like 150,000 views. I was like, What? Yeah, it was like literally the next morning. And then I was like, Well, you have to post another video. You're listening to the Music Therapy Chronicles, a podcast about music therapy from a variety of perspectives. Our ambition is to inspire and connect listeners through meaningful conversations, just like a music therapy conference you can listen to anywhere. My name is Trisha Kayati. I'm your weekly host and a board-certified music therapist from the New England region. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe so you never miss an episode and consider leaving us a rating and review. We really appreciate them. You can find more podcast episodes, links to our pod courses, the self-care community, links to all of our social media, and get on our monthly newsletter all at musictherapychronicles.com. Thank you so much for choosing to listen to this show today. And you can always reach me by sending an email to hello at musictherapychronicles.com. Hello, and welcome back to the Music Therapy Chronicles. I hope you are doing well today. And thank you for taking the time to be with me and to be with my guests, AJ and Erica, today while we talk about social media and music therapy and advocacy, specifically related to their TikTok page at the one with dot music dot therapy, which is a friend's reference, uh, in case you didn't know that. So today we talk about their social media pages, the type of content they make, why they make it, implications of having a social media page um, about music therapy, and yeah, we, we dive into all sorts of stuff about what they're doing, why they're doing it, and uh, things that we all need to be aware of in this age of social media, and asking the questions we need to ask before the problems start arising from not asking those questions, if that makes sense. But yeah, we dive into that more today. Like I mentioned in this episode, I do not have a TikTok. I am semi-familiar with the platform and I have a love-hate relationship with social media. I always say, hey, follow Music Therapy Chronicles online. Uh, Instagram is where I am the most present, but even that I fluctuate with a lot because... Like I said, love-hate relationship. Uh, Some days I'm feeling really good about sharing and motivated to create content. And other days I feel like I am just adding to the noise and chaos and like it's not worth my energy. So that being said, it's great to hear and see people who are getting a lot out of creating social media content and the impact they are making. So I hope you enjoy this conversation. I hope you learn from it. I know that I definitely learned a lot and look forward to seeing what these two continue to produce and also um, the research and what's the word I'm looking for? Presentations and like just 
the conversations that they start around this media outlet and the implications of using social media as a music therapist and as an advocacy tool. So let's get into this conversation with AJ and Erica. But wait, wait, actually, real quick. Um, in between the time of this recording and me doing this intro and today, or whenever you're listening to this, something very exciting has happened and I am going to share it with you. I've been working really hard behind the scenes on a lot of things that will be coming out over the next few weeks. But the first is that our best-selling pod course, Personal Development is Professional Development, is being re-released in a second edition. So this is our pod course. You can get CMTEs for listening to the show. It's in the form of a pod course. This is our best-selling pod course by far, and I was really excited to revamp it, redo it, add some awesome um, newer content, and there will be a live office hour in July. So if you take the course, you'll have plenty of time to get through all of the amazing content before the office hour in July. So this pod course is now pre-approved for eight CMTE credits. It's available on sale through June 21st. Uh, you can find it at mtpodcastcollective.com. Uh, and of course, the link will be in the show notes. I'm so excited to reshare this pod course with you all, having redone it, revamped it, improved it in as many ways as possible. There is a 40-page workbook full of the podcast summaries and notes, action planning, journaling, goal setting, um, the old office hour, and of course, the live office hour that will be in July. I really hope to see you there and um, I hope you enjoy this course as much as uh, the first edition. So yeah, you can find that at the link in the show notes or go to mtpodcastcollective.com. All right, let's get into this episode for real. All right, AJ and Erica, welcome to the Music Therapy Chronicles. Thank Hello. you for having us. Yeah. How are you both doing today? I'm good. Good. Having a good Sunday. Good. Thank you for taking time out of your Sunday to spend with me and to talk with the listeners. I really appreciate it. Yeah, not a problem. Yeah, absolutely. So to start us off, can you tell the listeners about yourselves? Yeah. <laughs> Well, my name's Erica. I'm a board-certified music therapist, and I work in uh, private practice, and um, I graduated from FSU in uh, 2019 with a master's in music therapy. My name is AJ. I work at a neurorehabilitation hospital slash hospital system, and I also graduated with my master's from FSU in 2019. I'm assuming that's how you both met. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And what a time to graduate 2019. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, we slipped up. We both got our jobs in like what, like the very beginning of January it was of like twenty twenty. Graduated December twenty nineteen. Yeah, and then we, we got our jobs like January twenty twenty. <laughs> oh my gosh, my heart goes out to you. Well, thank you for pioneering the way. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that telehealth experience was um quite the interesting one. We started our full time jobs like fresh out of school, and it was three months, and then we had the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. We both were equivalency students. So we had like, we went through the FSU program, like our undergrads were not in music therapy. So we were really, um, really, truly fresh out of school during the pandemic. Yeah. Oh, wow. That must have been interesting. What were your undergrads in? Was it related or? Um, I went to the University of Pittsburgh and I graduated with a BS in psychology, a BA in music and a certificate in sign language. So kind of. (laughs) I went to FAU um, and I started off as a music education major. I was a music education major for three years and then I switched to a bachelor's of arts in music. Cool. We both went to FSU. (laughs) Yeah, but that's awesome that you both came with backgrounds that were outside the field, but very applicable to what you're doing. For sure. Yeah. Cool. Do you guys want to dive into kind of the work you do? You, you're in very different settings, or do you want to start by talking about your TikTok page? Uh, our settings. Yeah, I mean, yeah, kind of it kind of goes with the about us. Yeah. Do you want to yeah. go first? Yeah, um, I work in private practice, so I mainly see a lot of kids with special needs, mainly with autism, Down syndrome, or ADHD, and then I also see a lot of patients within the hematology and oncology um, system. Very diverse. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely one of the challenges of working through a private practice, right? You have to put on a different hat every hour, it feels like. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I I also like to joke and say that I'm a private practice music therapist working in a hospital system so because where I work is an entire system okay we have everything from inpatient all the way out into community programming as well so um, I'm the system music therapist so I do work at the inpatient setting Um, where I work we practice neurologic music therapy and we use it throughout our whole system so I see um, we have an aphasia center we have the inpatient hospital which is stroke spinal cord injury brain injury Um, I see a Parkinson's choir I work with our pediatric um, recreation department and I'm in one of our outpatient clinics and I'm also in like ABA facilities around town as well. So I also work with kids who are on the spectrum. Um, And then I also do um, late stage dementia. We also have assisted living, skilled nursing and dementia facility as well. So I kind of do everything, but within an enclosed hospital system. Yeah. Oh, wow. Really diverse, really diverse as well. Yeah. yeah. I don't think that there's any like population that we don't really see between the both of us. I feel like it's, it's really just like, I mean, you do a little bit of mental health, but we're not doing like inpatient yeah. mental health, like, like your typical, like bipolar depression, like schizophrenia. schizophrenia like, yeah. Uh, I feel like that's really the only population we that we don't look like. Like anxiety and like coping yeah but yeah we are we work with very diverse populations for sure 
Yeah, that can be both very rewarding and very challenging, depending on if that shift like lights you up and helps you feel um, re-energized and new and fresh, or if it makes you feel like you're never making from me working in lots of different settings I eventually got to the point where I was like I am making too many different types of resources and session plans and like it's very overwhelming I couldn't didn't feel like I could reuse anything um yeah. I yeah. like the diversity I think if I were doing the same thing over and over again I would lose my mind mm. I, think, I think that's what's yeah me too about <laughs> me too I mean there's definitely like populations that I prefer over other ones that I work with but I never feel like anything is really the same except yeah. for maybe the late stage dementia but you know because the research says that we have to yes. <laughs> I feel like that's really the only population where I feel like I'm doing the same things but just mm -hmm. in slightly different ways but other yeah. than that I feel like we both we both pretty much enjoy kind of doing the back and forth and brain flipping and being and, challenged. Yeah, it's kind of nice though, because we do see a lot of the same kind of population. So we kind of piggyback ideas from each other. Totally. Yeah, which is, which is kind of how the TikTok came to yeah. be, honestly. So it's like, it's funny because when Benji did her internship, she was in strictly inpatient NMT, like only NMT. And then when she got this job, it was like, I had to do everything. It was the whole private practice, like, sprinkled in, and then I had done an internship in private practice, so I kind of guided her. Into yeah, that. resource sharing was extremely yeah. real. Yeah, <laughs> totally. So, so yeah, that's, that's, um, I was developing, um, one of my session plans for the day after and Erica, for some reason, decided to record it. It was like a cool, like little bell activity. Oh, you're saying the day after? It was the day after, like Super Bowl, and it was funny because uh, the weekend was had done. The yeah, Super Bowl. that's where I got the idea from the Super Bowl. Yeah, and so he played Blinding Lights, and then that was something that she like came up with as an activity for one of her like older um, students. And I was eating dinner and she was just practicing. <laughs> and um, I was like, oh, so I'll just record it. And then I knew she had a TikTok. I didn't have a TikTok. I never posted on it. Like I just had an account and I would like you know, post every now and a then. A little bit. But like she had a TikTok and then I was like, oh, I'll just post it on your TikTok. And then it just kind of blew up. Wow. Oh, so cool. I don't have TikTok, so I'm probably going to sound kind of old, but I think I understand the, like the gist of it, right? It's short form videos. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like a free for all you, the algorithm, uh, algorithm figures out what you're into, but it's still like chaos. Yeah, it's still chaos. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. true. If you're familiar with Vine, it's like the newer version of Vine. All right. <laughs> <laughs> she's not she's, she's not it's okay it's just it's like instagram but but video yeah i get the gist yeah. i just don't want to um you know say something that doesn't make sense i'm warning everybody that i'll probably say something that doesn't make sense <laughs> i don't know <laughs> but yeah okay so that that video like in on its own like sparked everything for you like yeah, yeah. it happened wow. organically it was just like she posted it and then the next morning she's like we have like 150,000 views and I was like what yeah it was like literally the next morning and then I was like well you have to post another video and I was like 
I don't want to be in any of the videos. Like, this is all. Yeah, wait, this is the best part. I frequently remind Erica of this. Um, It was her idea to post it. So anytime she's like, I'm tired or like, oh, like, do we have to do this video? And I'm like, what's the reason we're here, Erica? Who, whose fault is this? And she was like, I know it's my fault, but I'm still going to be tired. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. So it is partially my fault, but I like the beginnings of everything. I was like, I'll just be the stage manager. You can go. Mm. Yeah. She wanted me to like be on the screen. And um, how did that work out for you? It didn't last very long. <laughs> it didn't last very long. <laughs> Because we needed two hands. If you have like seen any of our videos, you see that it requires most of the time two people to make the video, even though two people are not always on screen. So that makes sense. Yeah. Especially because now like the quality of content people put out is is different. You know, there's still plenty of people who just do very basic things that probably I could figure out. But <laughs> the stuff that seems to do well, like it does take kind of like some person filming and some person on screen and you have to be able to have that team. So it's awesome that the two of you are doing this together. Um, yeah, so it's not like one of you, when one of you's tired, maybe the other person can kind of cut the burden a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's definitely, it's a team effort for sure. We have it, I don't want to say we haven't done it a science, um, <laughs> but no, we we have, it's, we, it's kind of systematic. We're like, we'll film the video on my phone and then like she goes and like edit some of it but then I edit it on TikTok and um she's fully responsible for the Instagram because I just cannot get the hang of stories to save my life so you know she keeps that alive um so yeah that's kind of how we split it it is a lot of work honestly like on top of our full-time jobs but we like it yeah so before we get into kind of like your inspiration and your your goals behind it let's name your handle right? Oh. So that people listening have that. Yeah. I'll, I'll link it. Um, it's at the one with dot music dot therapy. Inspired. Is that one like the number or one like the word? The word. The word. So it's like T-H-E-O-N-E-W-I-T-H period music period therapy. It's <laughs> like if if you've ever um is that like friends? Is that a friends reference? Yes, okay. it's a friends reference. We love friends. So we were trying to come up with a name and like we sat there and we like played around with it because it also it only gives you like so many characters. Mm. Like do because I wanted like a dot between every one of them, but it wouldn't let me. Um, yeah. So I just like separated the music therapy part so that it like kind of stood out a little bit. Yeah. But Is that yeah. The same on Instagram too. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That'll be easy. I will link those, obviously. And it's also our email. Oh, and email. Perfect. Yeah. It's a, just a Gmail. So it's just the one with dot music dot therapy at gmail.com. Perfect. Okay. So you posted a video. It did really well. You decided to do another. Was it like we, we decided to do another just to see how far it could go? Like we're just doing it for fun. Is this like advocacy? Is it all the things? Well, so it was um so we posted the video and then the next couple of videos after that were answering questions that were yeah. from the original video interesting and, and then it kind of we were trying to figure out what we wanted to do yeah with it we were like maybe we could explain to people in 60 seconds or less what music therapy is which we all know um if you know music therapists or are music therapists you know that can be difficult sometimes yeah. um and then I'm trying to remember, we posted 
we didn't post the cup videos for like a while we did like we kind of just did a few like random videos like some were just us talking some of them were like they have like trending music like some of them we put trending music under and um we didn't do any of that until like because we just did answering questions and then we showed oh that's a good one right now activity of like how we would um adapt an activity yeah Um, it was a boom whacker activity that's what it was it was boom so we used the same song so we did the blinding light song with the bells and then we did it with boom whacker so like we did it because what I was doing was actually pretty advanced like my group that I had was an older group and they were super advanced so um it was like a really hard executive functioning task Mm. but we kind of wanted to show people like yeah we don't like we're music therapists and we don't just like play around with like bells all day long um so yeah it was it was the boom whacker and then we showed off like a kid's song and then we went back to the boom whackers and like we just kind of played around with that until um until we did our first stick video video yeah so we had two of the blinding lights videos blow up yeah that was when we had like introduced the cup slash stick yeah, so the cups, I don't know if you've actually seen any of our videos before this, but we do like one where it's like rotating cups. So like every cup signifies. Um, They're different colors. Each color yeah. is associated with um, like a rhythm. So mm-hmm. It's just a note value, but since we're music therapists and we don't teach music, we we renamed it with a food. So like a quarter note is just pie and the next one would be popcorn, which is what we know as an eighth note, but when we do it with our kids, they don't know that that's an eighth note. They just know they need to tap their sticks together two times when it's a dark green cup. So um, it was just kind of an adaptive way of utilizing rhythms to create an executive functioning task. Mm. Yeah, I'm thinking, so getting music therapy resources and ideas, there's lots of them out there, right? But they're usually like, you got to go to a blog post or you got to read a thing or like maybe it's a YouTube video, but they're long form. So it's really cool that someone in like five minutes could scroll through your content and get like five different ideas or more than that, depending. Um, yeah, yeah, we've had, um, I've had people, and I don't know, but I probably just told you all the times, but I've had people be like, my intern did this today. Um, one of Danielle's friends reached out and was like, my intern did this today. Oh, wow, really? Um, like, was this from your TikTok channel? I was like, yeah. That's awesome. So, so yeah, we definitely have, and people will comment and say like, oh, I'm a music therapy intern. Like I just found your page or like I'm a student. Yeah. I'm like, I love your page. And um, so yeah, it's kind of twofold. I would say our TikTok is twofold, right? It's, it is a way to get resources out to music therapists if they so choose to use it and adapt it but it's also a way for advocate yeah advocating and educating the general public because that's who's on tiktok about music therapy and what it is in like in interactive ways right so like we're kind of balancing you know how to show people what we do while also teaching them like what is music therapy and why we are doing that activity so if you watch our videos it's not only an interactive stick video where like you yourself can tap along or do edit, but the words on the screen are actually showing you why we're doing that. Yeah, like what the goals behind the actual activity is and stuff. Um, and it's always funny, 
Like we don't get any negative comments really. Um, the, all, the same comment that we always get is <laughs> we do. you're holding the clavies. You're holding the clavies. So like we don't cup them in our hand like you're quote unquote supposed to. Yeah, but we always like AJ is the one who comments back. But it's like it's just so funny because we're like we're music therapists. That's not the goal. Like we're not music educators. Um, yeah. That's honestly the beauty of like why it's funny because like. We're here saying, like, that's not the goal, guys. The, the other stuff is the goal. <laughs> yeah, we have, I think we've made a few videos addressing the clavies. Yeah, well, obviously, like, you're, break them. <laughs> you're reaching people who come with a different background, a different skill set if they're commenting that, right? That's awesome. Yeah. And it's also yeah. great, you touched on this earlier, that it's a place for people to ask questions or to ask for more or, like, you know the next adaptation or the next extension you would do that's really cool yeah we try to answer as many like questions especially if it's like something that catches our eye Mm. yeah it's mostly me going through the comments and um let's just say if you leave a sassy comment you'll probably get a sassy response in return um we really don't get too many like trolls or like haters or anything but it'll just be people like thinking they know what they're talking about when they like did I'm like did you even watch the video <laughs> if you watch the video you probably want to be like making this comment right now because it actually said it in the video but um for the most part it's like very positive people are just genuinely like curious like mm-hmm. oh like um you know like oh like this would be too hard for me or like people my favorite one is like my ADHD could never that's like the the main comment that we get for some reason I don't know if it's like a trend that the kids say I don't know I'll have to ask my kids (laughs) (laughs) wow so one of the other cool things about the fact that the, the the outlet you guys have chosen is social media um this is a few years ago, but there was an intern that I was talking to that for their like big internship project, they started an Instagram page that was geared specifically towards music therapy advocacy. And the point was so that me as a music therapist could reshare her content like on my personal page and therefore like my family would see it and my friends would see it. And then they would get a better picture of what the heck it is I do and get like accurate information instead of every year at Christmas. I literally had one of my cousins over Easter. He was like, so I know a couple of years ago, you explained to me what you do, but you're probably doing something else now. What are you doing? And I was like, nope, <laughs> literally doing the same the thing. Same <laughs> so like having your content to both like learn myself, but like you said, to reshare, to just educate the people around me so that when they say, hey, my daughter, cousin, niece, whatever is a music therapist. And I kind of have an idea of what it is she does because I saw this TikTok she posted about using the boom whack, you know, whatever it is. Um, That's an awesome resource for us as music therapists to use and an accessible, accessible advocacy tool. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of the main thing and um you know we're hoping to do a presentation at the national conference um specifically about like using short form content how to appropriately use short form content like if you look on our page it actually says in our bio that we are board certified music therapists because there's a lot of social media out there that um either 
yeah it's like you know we've all seen the videos about like oh a nurse is playing guitar like doing music therapy and we're like ah we all cringe um but I think just by like you know just kind of teaching other music therapists how to let people know that they are board certified and that they are a music therapist and they they have goals and objectives and all of these things um yeah we just we just want to teach other music therapists how to use short form content because it's difficult you only have 60 seconds like in in our audiences personally like we try not to make our videos too long because we know that our audience like it shows you your average watch time so we try to keep it around that too and that's just kind of like a strategy that we use yeah it's really interesting because when I was in grad school my thesis was actually on like music therapy and like finding music therapy on YouTube yeah and so to find out that a lot of YouTube videos that I found during my like thesis, not a lot of them were actually music therapy. And a lot of the videos that was music therapy, they didn't say that they were board certified. And we always hmm. try to make sure, um, like when we did a news article, like interview, we made sure to tell the interviewer that we are board certified. You have to have a degree for this. Um, and that's really important in advocating that we are like we have training in this and that's the biggest thing that we're trying to advocate on our um, our TikTok. Account. Yeah pretty much that we are qualified to be telling you what this profession is and um I just I feel like some music therapists just missed that step right it's just like kind of assumed like yeah of course I'm a music therapist why would I be posting music therapy content mm -hmm. well because there are people who are not music therapists that are also posting music therapy content. I use that very loosely, but yeah, that's kind of, I feel like that's kind of our main reason on the, um, at least from the music therapy side, like what we're trying to do with the channel for just our own profession and spreading awareness about what we do. Yeah, that's really interesting because in thinking about um, Music Therapy Chronicles and the Instagram and Facebook pages, and I'm pretty sure my name is there with the credential MTVC, but anyone who doesn't know what that is doesn't know what that is. So now I'm thinking like, oh, maybe I need to revamp that and make sure it's very clear. <laughs> it is yeah. hard. It is really hard because I think when you write it out board certified, people take you more like seriously. I think that's... Right, because the assumption is, oh, if she's board certified, like that's like you had to do something extra to like get that. Yeah, and of course, the music therapist finding you and your content would be able to pick that up, but anyone else finding it, you know. Right. Yeah, interesting. I so I hope that you get to do that presentation because I think it'll be really helpful for people like me who don't always think of that. Like it's at the end of my email, but my brain doesn't think, oh, it needs to be on social media. Um, I had another thought that has escaped me. Oh, the other thought was the further I get from having taken the board exam, the less I think to say that specifically, unless there is an instance where it really comes up where I like need to set that boundary or like make that claim. Um, I don't know what it is, <laughs> but that, that I'm glad you made that point because it has me thinking. It, it, it's really hard because like we we're fresh out of school pretty much. And so like for us, we're that new generation, I guess. Mm. Um, new generation. You new, new generation. Two years out of school, two I guess. Two years out of yeah. school. And so I think for us, it was just, we hear all the stories about 
like just being in the profession and you hear oh the music lady's here oh thank you for entertaining us and all of that mm-hmm. and so I think for us we're very vocal about early stages very vocal <laughs> we got a TikTok video about it <laughs> a lot more vocal about being like no I'm not an entertainer and I'm a lot more like gentle and um, I don't know the words because you work with kids <laughs> I'm gonna hide you too but Yeah, I will never tolerate being called that. Um, <laughs> I I just like she said, I think it's just it's different, right? So, <clears throat> like I said, um, in my setting, all of the music therapists there do neurologic music therapy, and that includes doing research too. Like I'm in the middle of doing a research study too. So like it's a little bit in our hospital system. We are lucky that we are extremely supported, and our therapists like. PTOTSP, like they know what music therapy is. They rely on us. They, you know, the study that I'm doing right now is with a physical therapist. So it's very collaborative. Um, So it's taken a little bit more seriously in our hospital to the point where like we have doctors who know what music therapy is and can explain it to their patients and, and their patients, family members. And we have a handout that we give out. So I think that's why I'm a little bit more forward about it because I kind of I got yeah I'm more forward about it because I was put into that environment and like my supervisor was like you need like five different types of elevator speeches like one for a doctor one for a family member one for your patient you know one for a a therapist one for some random person you meet on the street so um, yeah yeah. I think in private practice it's a little different because most of the time in private practice they reach out to you a lot of the Mm -hmm. people that I do see have been are like private pay and they are reaching out and paying with their own money and so they know what it is so it's Mm -hmm. for the most part on that end they respect what I do and see the value in what I do it's more it's like (laughs) yeah when you're paying out of your own pocket it's a lot more you're getting your money's worth kind of thing and then when you're not it's like easy to kind of when you're in the hospital and I show up to your room and I'm like you have music therapy uh your occupational therapist said that you had to be here (laughs) it's a little little harder um but I think in certain settings I think it definitely can you see a lady with a guitar and you're just like oh it's fun time yes it's also different when yeah it's all fun it's it's funny who's like you're about to have fun but you're about to be put to work we're all about like functional outcomes in our hospital I mean most hospitals are about functional outcomes yeah. but we're always like we put the fun and functional that's yeah, typically what we that. say to people <laughs> yeah. feel free to steal it everybody <laughs> <laughs> it's also different when you have a team of people who are also advocating for you um and with you versus I am usually my own island walking into locations where like, you know, some days I'm like, okay, today I'm just the music lady. That's fine. Like whatever. But yeah. You you have a village behind you and it's a lot harder when you are in like a private practice. No, it's true. And then it's, you know, when new staff comes on, especially in um, the aging services department, they're a little less. I literally had someone last week 
um, she was new and I had only seen her a few times and she was like, um, like, what do you guys do? Like, anyways, <laughs> like she was like, just genuinely curious. I wasn't mad yeah. at her, but you know, like I, it gave me the opportunity to explain to her why I was here, like what my intern was doing, like why my intern was running the session. And I wasn't because she's kind of towards the end of her internship. So yeah. I do like the genuine people who are like curious because I had a lady at uh, a patient's mom at the hospital and like, she's like, so what do you do exactly? And I was like, kind of explained to her, oh my gosh, I understand. Yeah. Yes. And I even had like some of my higher level um, students, like they were like, why is it called music therapy? And I was like, okay, let's like break that down for a second. What does therapy mean to you? And they're like, to help somebody. I'm like, okay, do you think what I'm doing in here is helping you guys in your classroom? And like, yeah, I'm like, okay, so what are we learning here? We're learning here for directions, we're learning about this and that. I'm like, so do you think that, like, it was just a great, like, on the other side of them, what a happy, wholesome yes. story. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, I get it. Like, these kids understand what I do, and like, some physicians still don't understand. Totally. Yeah. You can tell. Yeah, every music therapist can tell you. You can tell if someone is genuinely curious about what you do yeah. or if they just want to make a comment while you're walking by. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had a button on my guitar for a long time that said music therapy ask me and I had a student once say he asked me he's like music therapy and I was so confused he's like your button your button and of course these kids like I go into their classroom like they didn't necessarily sign up for music therapy but here I am every week and so we had the same conversation what do you think music therapy is I come and work with you every week um it was a great conversation but what you were saying before about when someone is genuinely curious and I'm thinking now instead of like giving them your business card you can give them your tiktok handle yeah. yeah, we don't. Um, okay, here's the crazy part about our TikTok. Uh, more people that I work with have found it because she kind of goes. I hop around a lot. Yeah, she hops around a lot, but like I see the same people generally on a daily basis, but we're not very like super forward about it. Like I, I'm, I'm very shy about it. Um, AJ's a, like people actually recognize AJ a lot more than they do me. Mm-hmm. Um because she's in like a big hospital hospital system and I have had like students like recognize me from our TikTok and I'm like oh my gosh it's also very helpful that it was during a pandemic and the nurse it was funny this nurse that I was working with she saw our big music therapy cart and I was working at the hospital that day and she was like oh my gosh like music therapy like coming in she like works on the pediatric unit so she's like all fun and upbeat and she's like yeah, like I watch this music therapy page with my daughter and like they do all these cool things with like cups and like, you know, I have like a mask on, I have a yeah. face shield on, like I'm in my scrubs, like, you know, on, you can see my eyeballs, like that's it. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, like, you know, like, that's really cool. And she's like, oh, like, do you follow them? Like, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> and so like I very like quickly in the corner like took down my mask and I was like uh yeah I think you follow us and she was like oh my god like me and my daughter watch your videos and we like try to do the little stick things with you and she was like it was it was adorable yeah, and she says hi to me yeah I guess so I'm famous and then um in public some guy recognized her I don't want to talk about that experience <laughs> I don't want to talk about that that did happen I was in the freezer aisle minding my own business 
and he said his girlfriend watched our videos and would always sit there and try to like also do the stick thing <laughs> until she That's like cool, got though. it. I mean, yeah. it's, like, it's like weird in the moment but it's cool to see like how those things reach or who they reach I guess um yeah and then when our news article came out my manager very kindly without consulting me um it was fine but without consulting me blasted the news because it was like our local news like where we mm-hmm. live um so generously blasted it to basically the entire system um so a lot of people found out that way <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) it's different when you're like putting stuff out into the ethers and you don't necessarily know where it's going versus knowing exactly who it's going to like something about that is different like strangers are okay people I know are not okay yeah it's always really weird yeah that is true like like, the different facilities I go to like I was always very low-key never mentioned anything and then when another video blew up and like someone from my computer you're like "Mm, if you know me in real life no you don't no you don't (laughs) yeah Yeah. it's just weird because I because it's like our job yeah yeah so it's like to me I'm just like all of the videos that you see on our TikTok the reason that we have them is because we actually use them because someone did ask me one time they're like oh like do you actually use those videos I said what you think I go home and do extra work to make videos like no I use all of the things that I have previously used like the cup videos like with the sticks and stuff so many different ways in our session it just yeah and what you see on tiktok um is a very advanced yeah so I hate to break this to people because they think that we're perfect that's my favorite comment people think that we do this like in a one take situation they're like I could never do this I'm like don't worry me either it took me like 30 tries Mm -hmm. um but the biggest thing is that like this is the this is the issue with short form content is what you see in one minute, really, when I did that in real life, it took like 10 sessions for them to even get anywhere near that point, right? But nobody wants to see like the boring part where I sit you down with a metronome and I tell you, we're just going to do pie, 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 like a million times over. Like nobody wants to watch that. That's not entertaining. That's not like interesting to look at. Yeah, that's not engaging to look at. So Mm -hmm. um, people kind of see the end result of like ideally when they meet their goals what it's supposed to look like mm-hmm. so that's kind of like one of the qualms I have with short form content is like it's really hard to show the process in which we use to get our patients and our clients to the point to what you see in the video yeah I so that's like an argument against social media in general right is that it's a highlight reel like that's not new information but I I love that you're touching on this because it's important one for people to know when they're watching your stuff but I also think like research can be a highlight reel sharing our interventions with people can be a highlight reel because I'm not likely to share the ones with you that didn't work and then you might try the ones that I've tried that don't work you know what I mean so yeah thank you for saying that um so that anyone anyone who's trying out your things and it doesn't work on the first try isn't like, oh, this works for their people, but it doesn't work for my people. Cause that's not true. No, it's not. I think we, between the two of us, we have adapted that intervention more than that. Cause we've done it with kids as young as like five, you've done it with a group and I've done it with assisted living people. Like I took a big, huge poster board And I put the same idea with the colored dots on the poster board so they could all see it. And we did it that way. 
instead of with just switching cups, we just switched the poster board around. So yeah, I think we've adopted it for pretty much every age group at this point. Yeah, that's awesome. It's cool to have things like that too, because I think one, you can use something you are comfortable with in lots of different ways. And in our profession, we talk a lot about being age appropriate, but I also think it's important to acknowledge that doing the same thing in different ways is age appropriate. It's not like, hey, this works for this age group, so it cannot work for this other age group. Um, oh yeah, we don't reinvent the wheel yeah. around here. Yeah. We do not do that. <laughs> Sometimes we do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, totally. I'll like look at my entire week and I'll be like, okay, like I want to do this activity. How many groups or individuals can I possibly do so that I don't, I can do less planning. Totally. <laughs> That's pretty much what happens at the beginning of my week. It's good strategy for your time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. Is there anything else either of you want to touch on before we go into the rapid fire? I don't think so. I really hope we get to do that presentation. Yeah. That'd be cool. No one else. There's like, there's, uh, I think there's like one other music therapist and it's crazy because she's actually in mental health. I think, I don't know her handle. Music, yeah, but isn't it like music therapy Kate or something? I think it's like music therapy Kate. I, I have to, I might have to look it up. Um, she, she has, I think 30,000 followers about, yeah, I think she has about 30,000 followers, but she does like all mental health stuff, which is kind of cool because it's like the opposite of what we do. We're like little kids and older adults and, you know, like stroke and she kind of has that side. Um, so I think her, her following is slowly growing as well, which is awesome to see. Yeah. It's good to know that there are different resources depending on what you need as a clinician. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Cool. I will look for that too. See if I can find it. Yeah. Let me see. Hold on. I might be able to look it up because we're friends with her on there. So it should come up. It's always really awesome too. There's this one girl who follows us, follows us on TikTok and she has like 10 million followers. And oh yeah. Paige Zilba. She does us. like a whole bunch of like voice acting and stuff. And she has friends that are music therapists. And when that news article came out, um and we shared it on our TikTok she was like oh my gosh like she used her platform to like um yeah she like duetted one of our videos or something yeah. and like That's yeah so she cool. has like a crazy amount but she knows about the field so she's like oh my god like this page yeah. is amazing it's, tell me that handle again oh sorry it's at music yeah it's music therapy kate c-a-i-t but it's all one word there's no like dots or anything she has, the, oh, she has 39,000 followers. Yeah, yeah. go Kate. What was the other one you mentioned? Paige something? Oh, oh Paige Zilba. She's not a music therapist. She just does like voice acting and things like that. Uh, I don't actually know her handle. I think it's just Paige Zilba. Um, yeah, P-A-I-G-E-Z-I-L-B-A. -A. Cool. Yeah, but she's, um, yeah, she's pretty good. There was, recently uh a video on what was it it was like something on america tonight on america and it was like very wrongly saying what music therapy was and she like oh. reads like she like stitched our video and like commented on it because yeah because it was like very falsely portraying music therapy 
what you know if we, if we get to the representation will be a, a highlight of it so we can tell you what not to do <laughs> yeah good though. but sometimes that's important to know what not to do because like you know there's lots of music therapists putting out content potentially not realizing how it could be misused right or if it's not fully explained or you know yeah. if on their page it doesn't say that they're board certified music therapists then people can kind of question it and when you know, they all put it out there and like, of course, like wanting to advocate people, but. Yeah, and mm. another thing in my thesis was like part of what I was looking for in the YouTube videos was, are they stating the goals? Because mm. like a big part of what we do is it's goal-based. So, yeah. and like, it, unfortunately, a lot of those videos were not stating goals. And so I think that's a big Some part. Some of them had music therapists. I didn't even say they were music therapists. Yeah. Like they actually were board certified music therapists. But they didn't say like I'm a music therapist. They're like, oh, yeah. we're doing this, and I'm like, well, you, you kind of missed like an important part there. So yeah, yeah, so interesting. Um, there's a lot of music therapy podcasts out there now, and a couple of years ago are we all they? got together. There are. There's. I, I mean, I'm gonna throw out the number twenty. There's probably oh, more. Oh really? Um, yes. So oh, if you want to be on more podcasts. Yeah, uh, I've I've actually heard of this one before though. One of my interns listens to you. <laughs> but we, we, a lot of us got together a couple of years ago and we talked about what is our responsibility as a media outlet, both within the profession. And there are tons of non-music therapists who reach out to me and say like, I found your show and then want to talk to me and ask me other questions. Um, so we talked about like, what is, like, what is our responsibility? What do we need to be doing? What do we need to be aware of? Podcasting is, um, kind of a growing media outlet that you know there's not like the music therapy handbook doesn't tell you what you should and shouldn't do as a media outlet right and social media it has the word media in it right so that's something too as a profession that is important for us to be talking about is like what are the implications what are our responsibilities what are the standards like you said mentioning who we are what we do why we do it um yeah all really important stuff to be aware of that unless it comes in my experience, it's not a problem until it's a problem. And then we're, back yeah, back that, was, back that was another like big issue. Um, and like when we were kind of looking into doing um, or like submitting our application for this presentation, um, you know, I work for a big corporation, Erica works for a private practice. So, you know, for our videos, um, we were trying to showcase something and I had actually filmed at my work for something else. Um, like it was all like approved, but it was like for something else within the company. So like I emailed like the person who's in charge of our social media and like, she didn't even know how to answer the question that I was asking. Like it had to go all the way to the top of like the head of compliance because it was in one of those like very gray areas. And, you know, in every company's social media policy is different. It's different private practice versus corporation versus you work for one facility versus you work for yourself. Right. So, um, yeah, it's very important to know all of those and it's always better Safety. to ask, <laughs> you know, I always say like, oh, ask for forgiveness, not for permission. No, not with social media. You always ask for permission, always ask for permission. Um, so when I reached out, they're like, you didn't already do anything. Right. And I was like, no, I'm asking permission because I know this is in a gray area. So just, mm -hmm. um, having music therapists, just be cognizant of like really paying attention because you're right. There is nothing in the handbook about it. And even if you look on AMTAs, like 
standards there there is nothing really saying like you can do this with social media but you can't do this but you can do this because every company's policy is different Mm. yeah 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 and we'll probably see that change you know when when facebook and myspace and the internet were new it was like don't put your face on the internet and and now <laughs> well I, now it's the norm so i think that's part of it too is people feel like it's so normal they don't know that they should be asking the questions until it's a problem like i said right um, yeah so i think it's amazing that you guys are putting out these resources and i think more people should do it because it is a very accessible and uh, impactful outlet to use but also think of the implications totally yeah. This podcast is sponsored by the Music Therapy Podcast Collective, also known as MTPC, where you can find a variety of CMTE opportunities in the form of pod courses. All of MTPC's pod courses are built on a listen, learn, apply model, where you start by listening to some assigned podcast episodes, then move into learning with the assistance of a workbook filled with resources for you to start your self-study towards whatever topics are most interesting, inspiring, and applicable to your practice. And then we finish with the apply section, which includes an office hour and a worksheet to determine how you are going to apply your learning to your personal life or professional practice. You can find all the Music Therapy Chronicles pod courses on our website, musictherapychronicles.com, and you can find the entire catalog of pod courses at MTPC's website, mtpodcastcollective.com. Make sure you also get on the MTPC newsletter for 10% off your first pod course purchase. And don't forget that our best-selling pod course, Personal Development is Professional Development, is on sale now through June 21st. Are you ready for the rapid fire? Yeah. All right. So are we, are we both answering? If you'd like, yeah, I'd love to hear both your answers. Okay. Okay. The questions are short, but your answers don't have to be. Okay. The first one is coffee or tea? Coffee. Um, I don't really drink either, but I would say tea. All right. Early bird or night owl? I, I'm conflicted. It's both. I'm a both person. That sounds chaotic. Never sleep. That sounds chaotic. <laughs> I generally, because of my job, I wake up in the morning, but I would prefer to be a night owl. <laughs> Something you'd tell your younger self. Oh, that went like zero to a hundred very quickly. Um, oh man. I feel like there's gonna be motivational here. Okay, go ahead. You you motivate. Uh, just, um, just no matter how many times you fail, just keep going. Mine will just be to stick to your path, no matter what it is. 
Yeah, I like those. Your music therapy elevator speech. Which one? I talked about I know, five, right? five. I know you did. So the reason I ask this question is because everyone's take on it is different. And I like to hear the different takes. I think it's really informative for people. So. I have a really good one. And I pretty much use her. So I'll let her go. Which one? The patient one? I feel like you should do the clinician one. I feel like you should just do both because I, I, like, I like the... Okay, well, I tell patients, so it's really specific to where I work, right? Because I work in that inpatient setting. That's the place I educate the most. So if I'm seeing a patient for the first time, I let them know. I say, hey, your OT, your team um, recommended you to music therapy because you're working on speech and language. And when we use music, we can actually engage more of our muscles there. And I make it, I make it very specific to what we're working on. I'll say, oh, you know, we're trying to make your voice louder, make your voice stronger. And in singing, we use many more muscles than when we're speaking. So we're going to ask you to sing, but I don't care what you sound like. And, you know, I won't judge you if you don't judge me. I make it kind of a mix of rapport building as well as informational at the same time. Yeah. Um, and then if I'm talking to a clinician, um, I just tell them like, hey, here at the hospital, we do neurologic music therapy and we have um, three domains. So if it's a physical therapist, I'll be like, oh, like, you know, we work on walking, we work on motor coordination, we work on balance, dynamic and static balance. And I just list quickly list all the things that pertain to what they are, PT, OT, or ST. And I say, you know, um, you know, if you're standing with a patient, we can get them to hit a drum and get them outside of their base of support um, and help them balance that way. So I just kind of, flip it and put it into their terms and usually once I do that and I throw out those terms like base of support they're like oh okay okay yeah like let's do that and they're totally game to do it so I love the when you use um this is like something that I stole from you it's like with a physical therapist they use oh, a yeah. way <laughs> to facilitate a movement and for music therapists we use an instrument to, fil- to facilitate a movement and so I put it in that term and people mm. are like oh yeah I do that a lot I I will say like if that's mostly about my family member one so right so I'm talking to a family member I will go yeah exactly what she said like you know like you know if a physical therapist asks you to pick up a weight to move your arm you know up and down 50 times you know we may give you an, an instrument and have you hit a drum to the beat of your favorite song 50 times and that 50 times goes much faster that's, <laughs> then, that's the one I'm in yeah I think it's like very short and sweet and at least for and concrete like, it's very concrete yeah people know like oh you yeah, yeah right. people understand that mm, yeah I like that you gave the different examples for different um audiences we'll say yeah <laughs> they all need it they all need to be different <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite self-care practice I'm not <laughs> you, know, you can go <laughs> um, I feel like now AJ got me into this. Uh, reading recently, self care specifically uh, romance, contemporary romance. Yes. Do you want to share a book? Like a uh, well, right right now, I'm reading the book Shift, and Shift. I go to AJ's library of books. I do. I have an entire bookcase, and I check out AJ's books. <laughs> right. Date. <laughs> like um I need a new book from the library and I was like you know where it is <laughs> so I get really excited she usually reads the book first and she puts the whole book in the library mm-hmm. like, okay. <laughs> that's awesome personalized book recommendations love that yeah I do give you personalized yes. <laughs> um 
I feel like my self-care I'm a very social person and especially like with the pandemic like you know I know a lot of the social butterflies out there um especially my fellow Gemini shout out um we really struggled because we didn't have as much human contact as we needed so my self-care is just like going to see my friends I have a lot of friends in different cities and parts of the country and you know even cities over like in Florida so I feel like just hanging out with my friends and being able to go do something social um even if it's just like sitting on the beach like that's that's pretty much my self-care yeah something that's currently adding value to your life you're so deep I was ready to I was ready to tell you like my favorite animal and why tell me your favorite animal that's fine (laughs) what was the question oh adding value to my life all the things I honestly I feel like honestly I feel like our TikTok is is like for sure adding value right like we would come home from work after working 40 hours a week and just like that job do whatever like live our own lives and I feel like having the TikTok like while we are making the TikTok like we can't really do anything else right like we're using Erica's phone for one thing and like my phone is being recorded and we have to like look things up so I feel like um even though it like looks like work it's it is work, but it's fun. But like, it's fun. It brings us like why it, it gives me more realization as to why we got into the field. Mm. Because we we're doing it for other people, right? We're not just doing it for ourselves, but we're doing it for other people watching and like to see how much it's grown, like two hundred and ten thousand. Two hundred and eleven point seven thousand followers later. Like it's it's like wild to think about that and it just makes us feel like we're making a difference for our field and yeah 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 and it's just it's fun right like we we started posting blooper videos because we kept getting the comments like oh you guys are so perfect like it must be nice like whatever and like so we yeah so we literally started posting bloopers so if you do um want to hop on tiktok and see uh you get hit in the face with a boom whacker (laughs) Yeah. It's never planned like us hitting each other in the face with like a cup or AJ hitting his face with a boom whacker. <laughs> That's always or, classic. They're like a cat coming in when they're not supposed to. <laughs> yeah. That was really funny. People tripping and falling. Yeah. <laughs> it, it happens because it, it's the end of the night. We're tired. We're just like our brains are kind of half functioning sometimes and like. Sometimes we'll like make a video and then we'll figure out how to like word it later. Like sometimes there's like mm-hmm. trends where you have to like write text. And I'm like, mm, I'm just not gonna do that right now. We're just gonna we're just gonna actually film the video. Totally. All right, your favorite intervention or song to use in this session. I know that's super loaded because you work with so many different types of people. I actually do have a favorite. I do, right off the top of my head. So I, like I said, I work with people with aphasia and if you don't know what it is, it's a language disorder that's caused by um, a stroke, a brain injury, or sometimes dementia as well. And it's when you can't, um, you either can't express what you want to say, or you're having trouble comprehending what you want to say. And this intervention actually targets both. So I call it music pictionary. And if anybody um, is, if any music therapist is wanting a copy, they can email our email and I will sent it out to them because it's it's actually a compilation of like my interns put it together, I put it together, my coworker put it together. I'm pretty sure I've asked Erica for ideas, but 
you take two photos. So they're not clip art. They're actually real because in aphasia, um, they are able to process real photos better than like cartoon photos. Um, so the photos combined create the name of a song. Ooh. And so they have to be, they have to look at the picture. Like jailhouse rock can take a picture of like, a jail, a picture of a house and then a picture of a rock. Yeah. And so they have to like put it together. So it actually forces them to have to initiate speech because not only do they have to name the objects, they actually have to put them together. So that is my favorite. And I use it with dementia. I use it with um, some of my older kiddos. They like to do it. I've used it with aphasia. I've used it with Parkinson's. I've used it at the, like I've used that intervention so many times, like, and it's also helped me build my repertoire too, because I'm like, oh, this would be such a good one. And I'm like, oh man, like I should have to learn the song if I want to put it in the, in the big packet. So that's my favorite intervention. It's actually really funny. I used to not use songwriting a lot. Um, mm. And when I got into the hematology and oncology unit, I basically do it all the time. Um, so I think songwriting is my favorite thing to do. Really? Yeah, it, because it's amazing to hear what, like patients come up with and yeah. like I work with one sickle cell patient and we started talking about like their disease and just how they cope with it throughout like everything and so that's really awesome and then just hearing their thought process on just life in general is just really yeah she's always coming up to me and she's like this is the line like look what my patient made up and it's like <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I love that. All right. The last question is where can the listeners find you and connect with you? I would just say through, yeah, through our, um, yeah, through our Instagram. So they're all the same handle. It's at the one with dot music dot therapy. Um, it's the same on Instagram. It's our Gmail. And it's also our TikTok. It's kind of hard to message on TikTok. They get weird about it. So yeah, you can message us on Instagram or um, send us an email. I would say that's probably the, the quickest way to get a hold of us. Yeah. Cool. I will have all of the stuff linked so people can uh, get it super easily. Cool. And I really appreciate everything you guys are doing. And also thank you for taking the time to come on the show and share your thoughts. And I hope that... Um, your presentation gets approved, but even, uh, you know, up to. but like, this is a conversation that needs to happen. So hopefully people are yeah. ready for it now. That's what people instead were of waiting. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you got a lot out of it and perhaps are either feeling inspired to start or revamp your own social media presence or maybe utilize it in um, a different way, kind of with a twist and keep in mind the implications of such a media outlet and it being a source for advocacy as well as information about our field and within our field. I think that a lot of people get a lot of their information from social media, whether that just be 
like current events or whether that be tools and tricks or um, just general learning about new things. And it's awesome to have so many social media outlets and be able to benefit from everything that people are able to put out there. But it's also important to be able to look at things with a critical eye, just like we would with a research article or, you know, anything else that comes before us, not taking it um, at face value if we have not taken the time to educate ourselves, if that makes sense. Uh, And also making sure that we are taking the time to put out content with a critical lens as well. So yeah, uh, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Find AJ and Erica online um, at the one with music therapy with the dots and also find Music Therapy Chronicles because like I said, I try to be present on there. Um, It fluctuates, but I'm doing my best, everybody. That being said, I hope you have a wonderful week. Don't forget to check out our pod course, which is on sale through June 21st. And I will see you in the next one. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode. I really hope you enjoyed this conversation and got a lot out of it. If you're looking for more Music Therapy Chronicles, you can check out our website, musictherapychronicles.com, for more episodes, blog posts, social media links, um, contact information, our self-care community, and our CMTE opportunities in the form of pod courses. Hop on our monthly newsletter if you haven't already and follow us on social media for just staying up to date on what's going on behind the scenes. We are Music Therapy Chronicles on all of the platforms. Please take a moment to leave us a rating and review. They really help the podcast be more visible so more people like you who are looking for this type of content can find it. Thank you again for taking the time to listen to this week's episode, and I'll see you in the next one.